Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. On December the 14th, 2014, from Coolidge, Arizona, we welcome everybody everywhere on board today. This is one ship that doesn't sink. We're really in the book of Acts, but in preparation for getting into some of the heart issues of the book of Acts, uh, we have taken a little rabbit trail journey to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And if you have a Bible or access, or it'll be on the board for those who are in the, the classroom, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we are approaching the most marvelous thing and the greatest force of creation that God has ever performed. And we're just verses away from everything that God did from the beginning until this time of which we're speaking uh, is about to take place. It puts everything into perspective for what God has done. That's why we have to take time and get it right. Now, the world is filled with, uh, it's just filled with all kinds of confusion. And what the Word of God does, it helps us to get, as a part of the world, to go in and encapsulate that confusion and pull it out. That's what the Word does. It helps us to find the confusion Get uh, get it surrounded and then extract it from our thinking and from our living. That's a part of what the word is about. And one of the things that we establish in this context is the removal of a lot of, I mean, just tons of confusion that affects everything in our world today is clarified here. <clears throat> so... We need to we we need to have our um, heads up and to pay attention and to um, take those uh, to uh, and allow the word to uh, get rid of that confusion that we may have we may not even know it so we are we're looking at Paul's explana- explanation of what took place in Acts chapter two prior to us coming into Acts 22, which is the culmination of everything that God had uh, planned for his people. Let's begin with verse 7 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We've, we've discussed some of these things last week, so I'm just going to read it. Uh, to bring us back into where we need to concentrate our time in verses 9, 10, and 11. Uh, but, 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 but we, and who's the we here? We the, we the apostles. We, as opposed to you all, 
And you never want to confuse those two pronouns. When the Bible talks about we, you're not in that we. You get that? You're not in that we. Now, there may be times when you are brought into that we, but let the text tell you that. Normally, it's not referring to you either, if it's a you, because unless you're a part of the corporate you, then that you doesn't pertain to you. Because in Greek, we have a corporate pronoun and a singular pronoun, but they're both translated as you. So we don't know the difference. And so there's a lot of confusion. See, that's one of the things we have to get out of our thinking is that every time we see you in there, that we think it means me. Or whenever we say we, we think it means us today. It does never mean that. It never is that way. I, I have more fun if I put myself in the eye. Oh, in the eye. Oh, okay. okay. Yes, Paul. Paul, you... Uh, you do real well with that, Paul. <clears throat> I got an email from somebody that I hadn't heard about for 15 years. He was on the city council of the uh, Wood Village uh, city, city of Wood Village in, in Oregon. And uh, I was the building official for that area of which, of which um, uh, Wood Village was a part of that jurisdiction. And by the way, they're the only city in the state of Oregon that is debt-free. <clears throat> and anyway, I got an email from one of the city councilmen. His name was Sam Harding. Got it yesterday. Remember Sam? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he was a thoughtful guy. Very gentlemanly. Yeah. And uh, anyway, he didn't know who I was to begin with, and he said... You remember when when you came to our house? He, they, he, you know, he was doing some work, and we were there for some reason. I don't remember what that was. And he said, "Who are you?" I said, "Well, I'm I'm the building official for the East Multnomah County, and um, you know, with the Port of Portland and all." And he said, um, "No, that's not what I meant. I meant, what's your name?" Now I, I could sense that this guy you know, an all right kind of guy. <clears throat> I didn't realize how all right he really was. And I said, well, you know, um, Sam, uh, I'm known by the peasantry as King David. <laughs> well, he came back and he said, now, if you're King David, then I'm Prophet Samuel. <laughs> he reminded me of that conversation yesterday. So I wrote back and said, yeah. You got the you got it pegged right. That was it. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, he has just since moved to um, some eastern Washington. He's got a little house, a little piece of property with no house. It's got a creek, it's got trees, and it's got a meadow. Now that sounds really attractive to me. <clears throat> No house. <laughs> well, I'm sure that uh, he said he was starting all at 74. He was starting all over again. So, <clears throat> no, no. Any, anyway, 
Um, so we speak. We speak. The apostles. Now, get in your mind once and for all. Generally, generally speaking, whenever the first person plural is used, is used in reference to a corporate body, normally that is going to refer to the apostles. If you get that clear, you will eliminate a great portion of confusion in your thinking about church theology. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom, verse 7, which God ordained before the world into our glory. So you see, this is why I've been emphasizing that what is about to take place is what God had in mind that gave cause for the beginning. Boy, that's a hard thing to get in our thinking. We think that I'm the cause for God's beginning. No, no, sorry about that, guys. God ordained this wisdom, and and uh, we're not going to go through all the various things that, that are included in that wisdom, but he had ordained them before the world unto our recognition, that is, our glory. The wisdom, so he's using the word wisdom here, even though it's a transliteration there, it doesn't really, it's not there, it's just built into the sentence. Uh, <clears throat> that none of the princes of this world, they didn't know about this wisdom of God. They did not know about this thinking of God. They did not know about the plan of God, the world simply doesn't know it. Even the princes of this world, the leaders of this world, and that's really the word that's translated princes is really um, just means uh, leaders. Uh, <clears throat> of, the, of this age, they, they did not know. For had they known it, for had they known this information out of the mind of God, they would not have done something to the Lord of glory, who was, which was what? <coughs> See, that's the difference that knowledge makes. Because they did not know, or they did not understand, they did what they should not have done. And had the leaders known what they should have known and understood what they should have known, they would not have crucified the, the, the Lord of glory. That's a principle throughout life. It is. Everything. Yeah. How long has it been since you applied it? Oh. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about history, those who do not study history are doomed to repeat it. Yeah. That whole thing. Good. Now, <clears throat> verse 9. <clears throat> we're in, I think we're in the new territory. 
But as it is written, oh, um, isn't it interesting that he didn't say, you know, this is how I feel about it. <laughs> you know, th- th- this is my involvement in this thing. But what God has in store for people has been written. If it's not written, there's no way to verify whether it's true or not. As it is written, so he's saying, I'm in agree with what has been written. And by the way, we could read this other places, but that's not really why we're here. As it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of mankind, man, anthropos, mankind, the things, and that includes women, it's, it's, it's uh, generic, for all of humanity, <clears throat> the things which God has prepared. He's made the preparation, and he has made it for them that love him. Now, what's different about that than how you usually hear it? Usually what we hear is that God loves you. This says God has something in store for those who love him. And God's love is found where for us today? In the church. That's what Jesus died for. That's where he says his love is. And Jude tells us to make sure that you keep yourself where God's love is. Because God is not a promiscuous lover. His love is in the church. And the force of evangelism is to bring people in to where God's love is and abides. Now, people who come to the Lord's church his Christ's body in that way, I'll tell you, folks, they're not the ones that leave. Because those who believe the other way, <clears throat> well, they don't have to be a part of anything. Wherever they are. <clears throat> and there may be times when that's true, but you don't, you don't leave the church on Sunday after the assembly any more than what you leave the family when you go to work in the morning. You're still a part of the family. You still carry the name, still have family identity. <clears throat> so it's not a matter of the proximate assembly that that's referring to. It's all of those who have been added to the church, by to the assembly by God in Acts chapter 2, verse 47. He added those to the body. He added those to the ecclesia, to the called out ones. So then they become a participant in the love of God, and the love of God is where all of God's uh, promises are. So when when we start mingling or changing the, the place of God's love, and we we begin to alter the conditions of it, then we're defiling it. And that's what denominationalism has done, 
and why the church is so strong about it being against denominationalism and sectarianism of any kind. Because anything that deviates from the scripture is a pollution, is a perversion of the love of God. All right. So eye has not seen, ear has not heard, things even in the heart of man, to the, the deepest of your imagination, cannot imagine what it is that God has prepared for those who abide in him because they love him. Yes. Somewhere, I don't know where it is. It goes, we love him because he first loved us. That's in First John. So you're, you're right. Anybody disagree with what he said? Anybody disagree with where I told you it would be found? The guillotines are right here in the courtyard. <laughs> All right, that's right. Uh, <clears throat> but that isn't, um, you know, in the, let's, let's go to there. It's in First John, um, I don't know what, somebody can help me find that real quick. Oh, I don't even have it in that Bible. Um, some time ago I threw that out. Uh, <laughs> And I'll never find it in this one, so maybe we shouldn't even bother taking the time. But I want to show you something there in the Greek that isn't the way, quite the way you, you, you quoted it the way it is in English. <clears throat> I think it's First John, um, what? 419. Yeah, 419, that's it. Who said that? Greg. Oh, Greg said it? Greg. Okay. <clears throat> You know, on the uh, church, um, the new bylaw thing, there's two issues I've got. One, but one is particular, and down, I think, next to the last, in the last paragraph, I'm, uh, the, the use of the word officer, and I haven't found, I don't think that elders and the church people can appoint anyone as an officer. I think it's just the word officer. Because the officer carries with it, uh, that's where you get church boards. And um, they, they, they take on an authority of their own, and I'm, I'm questioning the use of that word, um, but I don't know how to word it better for you. I think that's for the corporation. Officers for the corporation, I think is what that uh, Okay. So I should get back off of that. Uh, we'll look at it. We'll look at it. Okay. Oh, yeah. it's, it's a hierarchy. Yeah. Head down. Yeah. The state requires that you have every corporation have officers, and so whether you're a nonprofit or for profit. So. I don't. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I really do, but that isn't the issue, because we don't have an option. Because we own property. <clears throat> this is all because we own property, and I know this is not our class, but we do have officers of the church, and they're they're given to us in Ephesians 4, and I have no problem with that, but it's when they appoint others to fill an office and become officers that I'm questioning. Okay. <clears throat> so think about it, and I'm, it's, to me, I'm... Overseer seems more appropriate for that, doesn't it? Well, they're the ones who do the appointing in the bylaw, which is right. 
So they, but they in turn can't appoint others to take over that role. I mean, a function I can see. Yeah, that's my own. I want to do it while I thought about it. And uh, you know, I realize that some things. Um, would, would appoint be a good word, or would beg be a better word? Oh, well, what? Beg. <laughs> we're, we're begging you to do this. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Volunteering is another word. Yeah. Being volunteered? There's no authority. Volunteer someone else. No, but in this case, the apostles relied on the ultimate overseer. Well, they were appointed as overseers. Right. And we're going to get to that. Let's 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 get on. I was just dealing with the. Um, the thing that the oh oh first John first John let, let's look at that it doesn't say that we love him here notice that word him what's the Greek word for him there 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 isn't one and it, and you notice it doesn't say each of us love. But we corporately, yeah. he's talking about the elect. Right. We as the elect <laughs> love, and then there ought to be a period. And then the us there is the church, right? In that case, it is that there is an identity where the text brings the, uh, <clears throat> the us into what has been previously stated, and that's those who love. Right. <clears throat> Those who love, uh, and they love for the reason that he first loved us. So the, we, the first we is identified, so the second us, third person plural, has to be in agreement. So that's... Um, Which means again, once again, and for how many times now, that birth means something else entirely than the way that it's quoted by everyone. Right, including your Greek text. Including the way, and I wanted to bring it out because uh, it's just that we love. And it doesn't have anything to do with him. But it does, it would include that. But it becomes the capacity, it becomes the capacity of those who have responded to what God's love is that are enabled to love properly. Yes. Our overseers have failed us. Our right. overseers. <laughs> well, let me, let me tell you something, though. This is this is one of those cases where uh, depends on which manuscript the interlinear is using, because the one that I'm using has actually got the word autos in oh, there. Does. Yes, it does. And uh, autos is an intensive pronoun, mm-hmm. meaning self or, or uh, self. He, she, are you talking about the first or the second one? Because the autos is here too. We love him, autos, because he first loved us, which was which is the uh, the other word. That's interesting. Yeah. You do have a word for him, then? I have autos. I have 
Do you have two autosis? Oh, two autosis in it. Okay. Okay. No, no. It's right here. To paraphrase this, would it be correct to say the church loves because he loves the church? That's right. That's right. And, of course, that first one that he's, he's making an argument there. Dan is adding to the argument there that there is an autos in some manuscripts that he's making reference to that would include the hymn. So that certainly we, we do love him. Uh, so that, that's a good correction. But, that's, but the, most, the, the most important part of this is the we. That's right. We yeah. Is, a, is a church. Yeah. That's yeah. who he loves. That's who loves him. Well, I think the most important part of this, if if it if this is right, Dan, and not wrong, the most important part of this is that I, I don't love God because He loved me first. It isn't a deal. I love God because I have the free will to love God because I want to. Now, He offered great example with his love, but it, correct me if I'm wrong, God doesn't make us do anything. No. no he shows us how. Yeah, great example. He shows us how. And that's the, the, the whole point. And demonstrated it better than anyone or anything could. Yes. So, and this again... still didn't make me do it. Oh, no. That's why it's never, in, it's never individual. It is corporate. And we are free as to whether or not we become a part of where God's love is. That's why, again, Jude says, keep yourself where that love is. Okay. Now, that's, that's good. Now, good. Let me ask a quick question okay. on the we in this case, because you talked about the we being the corporate, never the individual. That's, yeah, back to verse 1 of chapter 1. Right, left, yeah, uh, exactly. So yeah. we're talking about corporate, not individual. That's right. He has a group, and so that means that each one of us are going to have a different level. Oh, unless, now what's the other criteria? Unless the word uh, we love is plural. Mm-hmm. See, then that would change it. <clears throat> and you see? So we love. See, that does change it. And it's in that we are continuing to love, uh, and you notice that it's in the present tense, which means it's it's ongoing, and it's in the indicative mood. So we, each of us, continue to love because he loves us that are a part of that group where that's going on. Right. And the love, the second love is singular, and the us is plural. So good Good. Got that kind of fine-tuned a bit. Glad you brought that up. Well, not really, but... <laughs> it's, like, it's like a father and a family. Yeah. You know, about the same thing. You yeah. know, he, 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 he loves his family, okay? So they love him. Sure. But that doesn't go beyond the family. Well, to initiate it, if, if God had not expressed his love for us through the church or through the giving of Christ, who loved the church and died for the church. He didn't die for you. He died for the church. Right. And you, as you become a part of the body, 
Um, but if he had not expressed that love through that action, there would be no need for anybody to turn to Christ. It had to be the demonstration of love first that it wasn't law because people were fed up with that under the law. It only destroys, and that's what Jesus said. The law destroys. There's no life in it. You become sterile, non-productive. But also that would have, if he had not uh, given us that option, basically, then it would have taken away free will. If we're all inclusive, there would be no reason for us to love him back because, you know, we're all going to be the same anyway. Yeah. And it would eliminate free will, which really eliminates true love. Absolutely. That's that's good good summary. All right, let's see if we can move David? on here. Verse 10. Hey, David. Uh, oh, yeah. Who's that? This is oh, Jackie. Jackie. Good we morning. Can't, we can't see nor, uh, we, but we can hear you. We can't see you today. Well, I'm, I'm here in the ether world. <laughs> All right. That's so I scary. Just, uh, are, you, are you coming to us from Oregon? Yes, I am. Yes. Um, I just have one quick comment here. Is uh, and let me think. Let me see if I can remember what I wanted to say. Um, my rememberer doesn't work so well anymore. Uh, is this is this um, a demonstration to us on how we are to love the church and how we are to love one another, just as God loved us, as evidenced by the fact that He sent His Son to die for us. I think the answer to that is yes, and if we if we were to take more time with First John, we would discover that. Okay. I think so. Okay. Thanks. That's all I have to say. Oh, really? For now. Okay. <laughs> okay. How's the weather up there? Well, it is just it's sunny and beautiful right now. Uh, do you know where of- you know where liars go? <laughs> Well, I'm looking at my window, and it is bright and sunny. We've had wow. a, lot of, uh, a lot of wind, and I have a big, huge limb on my front yard right now that we that was knocked down from the wind. But it, the calm has it, – it's, it's nice and lovely now. How about All you? Right. Wonderful. Okay, thank you, Jackie. Let's move on, verse 10. And by the way, we have to stop. Last week we went overtime, and that really uh, – uh, inhibits our um, transfer into the general assembly. Uh, So we we have to keep on track here. Verse 10, I mean, we have to stop on time. So we have about uh, about nine minutes. Um, But but God hath revealed them unto... Now this is the punks. I had to get to this today, folks. For to us, or God hath revealed them unto us. These, These things of which uh we now know about that the world didn't know about previously god has revealed them to whom the apostles initially he to us and and you see in in verse 10 in the original that's the emphasis the thing that comes first is emphasized 
And that has moved way back into the middle of the sentence in the English. Did, did you notice that? But it's unto us God hath revealed. So it's the us that is important. That's the point of emphasis, that God has revealed, uh, the God has revealed them, um, and it's been to us, and uh, and he's done it through, not by, you notice that word dia up there? It's a primary preposition denoting the channel of an act. It's the channel. The channel of an act. It means through, not by. Folks, it's there in black and white. Why do they keep putting by in there? Because of their confusion about the spirit. That's a lot Oh, that must be it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. bias less letters than through. Okay. He has revealed them through. The spirit, not his spirit, that's not there. And if you've been in the class where they taught you that, it's wrong. That's a, that's a perversion. Not through his spirit. But they had God has revealed it through spirit, the spirit, the spirit that is going to be changed miraculously of the apostles by and through God, that for spirit all things search. Now this is where we've got to get to today. Searcheth yea the deep things of God. So what is it that searches the mind, the deep things of God. The spirit. And we have to keep in mind that what that God is spirit and what what it is that that uh, is in touch with the thinking of God is what? Spirit. Now you're not going to like verse eleven. But you know as much as you're not going to like it you come back next week, and it's still going to be there. Verse 11 explains what he's talking about. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> You're a jump ahead of me. Now notice, for what man knoweth the things of a man, that is, of himself, except what? Except the spirit of the man which is in him. Now, you see here, he is talking about and defining to us what spirit is. It is the capability to evaluate thinking. You see that? Yeah. Now, if you have my chart, I don't know whether we have any down here or not anywhere, um, but we need to add that as a dimension to my definition. My definition is a little incomplete. It's the capability defined here. Don't ever forget it. It is the capability to evaluate what you're thinking. You can have thoughts without evaluation. But we know that we have a spirit because we take time to evaluate what we're thinking. Now, I wonder about a lot of folks in the church whether or not they have a spirit. 
God, I'm not sure they always are evaluating the things that they hear or what they're thinking about what they're hearing. You see, the evidence that we have a spirit, by the way, when Stephen, was it Stephen in Acts 8? That one. Let let me, let me, let, let me read this here real quick. I may need some help. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. No. Yeah, verse 59, Acts chapter 7, verse 59. They went on stoning Stephen. He was he was on there. Saul. Saul at that time, but it was Saul. He went he uh they went on stoning Stephen as he called on the Lord and said, Lord Jesus, receive my other person. All Trinitarians have to read it that way. Because they think of spirit as being a person and a member of the of the Trinitarian uh, Dark Age theory, which the Bible never speaks of. The term is never used because the idea is never there. It's a hard concept because you know you get you get the intellect involved there. You know you can't say receive by intellect. Uh, you know this type of thing. Uh, you can't say receive my ghost. No. You know, so. <laughs> but the spirit is all that somebody is. Right. Yes. It's really sad that, that all at the same time people include too much of themselves into it while at the same time not including themselves nearly as much as they should. <laughs> In the right way. Exactly. Our spirit. <clears throat> yep. Now notice, verse 11 again. Let me tie this up. Um, For what man knoweth the things of a man? In other words, you don't know the things, the, the things that can be searched about yourself except that you have a what? A spirit. The spirit is the enabler of allowing you to understand what it is you're thinking. We ought to be enhancing the human spirit because the Word of God is God is the means whereby what God is comes to work through us. What God is is spirit, and the means through which that spirit functions is the Word. And as we incorporate the Word into our thinking, we are enhancing our human spirit. And it is the spirit that returns to God when we die, and it's the spirit that is renewed when we're baptized into Christ. Our spirit is what is renewed. You don't have to renew God's spirit. That's no. I wonder, and it'd be interesting to do a study on it sometime, to find out what it would be if you replaced spirit with consciousness. 
Well, it's a possibility. Let's think about it. Yeah, it's just something I just thought of. It would change. It would change the way that you look at all of this. It would eliminate some of the confusion in some places, but it might also create others. Yeah. Um, I would add a, a self self consciousness to that, because there were in in creation there were three levels. There was the non conscious, the conscious, and then the self-conscious, and that was man, three levels of consciousness. And so in that man, the thing that identified him was that he had self-consciousness, but it was the spirit that gave it to him. So maybe those are compatible terms. Let's ponder that. We'll keep that in mind. So <clears throat> we got just a minute for to try to wrap this up. So even the things of God, verse 11, even the things of God knoweth, no man, but the Spirit of God. Now, verse 12, folks, this is so powerful. We, the apostles, have received not the Spirit of the world. By the way, is the Spirit of the world a separate entity that runs along beside the world? Of course not. No, it actually spins the other direction. Oh, it spins the other direction. All right, all right. Well, that's putting a spin to it. So we have received not the spirit of the world. By the way, the word spirit can never refer to an entity. It just is always neuter. And our theology is so wrong. And that was one of the emphasis of the Restoration Movement. Alexander Camel, in all of his books called The Millennial Harbinger, uh, you know, in the 18 and 1900s, all of the writing of the Restoration Movement out of which came the Christian churches emphasized this over and over again, and our churches have gone right back into Calvinism. All be, you see, Alexander Camel uh, with the Restoration Movement, uh, <clears throat> they, they, they brought in the, the Christian anthropology, the new study of man, that's where the Christian churches stood until they got taken over by uh, the Baptist conferences. You don't know that, but that's the history. <clears throat> so now we get their speakers in and um, their lecturers in, and we say, oh, how wonderful it is. They haven't got anything right. Now, verse 11 even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. No, nobody knows about the thinking of God except His Spirit. So what is it that the apostles received in Acts chapter 2? Now we, the apostles, have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is out of God. And this should be out of. That's right. So that they might know the things that are freely given to us, the apostles of God. God gave to the apostles miraculously in Acts chapter 2 the ability and the capability to evaluate his thinking and to have a consciousness 
premised on the thinking of God. That's why they are in the foundation of the church and we rely upon their teaching 100%. If they say it, we believe it. If they do not say it, we don't go there. We have to close. Father, we thank you for the simplicity of your word. We ask for the wisdom to remove the cobwebs and the confusion of our minds so that we can see clearly what it is you've said to us through the apostles so that we can be confusion-free and live in the freedom of grace. In Christ's name, amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.